what a good world. It's the boy, Calvin Leroy King, the third. And as always, I have my lovely co-hosts with the most by my side, Miss Reese PC, the one and only. Hey, y'all. And we thank y'all for tuning in and turning up for another dope episode of This, That, and the Third, the lifestyle show that gives you life. Literally. <laughs> now, we're going to begin the show in the best fashion we know how, and that's beginning with some new news for all y'all new news. So, uh, let's talk about our news segment this week, Miss Reese. Well, actually, when I wrote this, he was thinking about it, mm-hmm. but I heard he just announced that he is officially retiring. Who that? Eddie Johnson. The uh, chief police? Yep. Fuck that nigga, man. Oh. How long he been the chief of police? Uh, it's been some years. Oh, enough, nigga. Bye. No. No. You like him? I mean. I thought he was a terrible person. No, he's not a terrible person. He just stood on the wrong he's side like, of history a couple times. In yeah. regards to what? In regards to uh, fuck shit. Name something. Well, I mean, you know, black or blue. You just got, you know, sometimes you gotta choose, I guess. But Human, bitch. he's been in the um in the industry for about thirty years. He's had thirty year career. Right. Top cops. And I think a lot of it has to deal with the allegation that remember he fell asleep at the wheel. Oh shit, didn't hear that. I thought you was gonna say something with the Jesse Smollett. I don't know. Let me some bullshit with that one? No, I don't think he did. Not a witch hunt? Or like, no. oh, okay. I thought he was more vigilant about that than he was about Laquan. Let's get this mm-hmm. light skinned nigga prosecuted as opposed to, uh, what's his name? What was the officer's name? What was the officer's name? Shot my man. I was going to say Dick Van Dyke, but I don't uh, think. Jason. Jason <laughs> Van Dyke. Close. Look, it's, it's great. I mean, after you, motherfucking shit. But anyway, what happened? He was with the wheel? Yeah. In the cop car. In the cop car. In the 80s? No, he was like in front of his house. Oh, recently. No, I never heard this. Please, it's like me. Yeah, so he, I mean, he does take like I don't, I don't want to say what medicine, but because I don't know for sure. But he was right. taking some medicines because you know he had to help. Did not know that. What does he have? He had a new kidney. Remember that? Ah, I don't know this nigga. Okay. I obviously don't know this man. So, but he said he had had a couple drinks at dinner, dozed off, probably with the medicine, dozed off. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so there was there, there's an investigation right now. Into that. So I just, is that's what's sparking the retirement, though. Like, I don't like, think that's necessarily sparking it, but he did say that he was able to travel to London when the Bears played. Right. And that was, that's been his first vacation since he's been in a position. Yeah, you know, I get, get a lot of days off in your CPD. There's a lot of crime, a lot of, a lot of murders, no a, lot of, yeah, a lot of shit to solve. So, <laughs> still unsolved. Unsolved mysteries. <laughs> but um, so that was his first vacation in let's say five years, mm-hmm. right? And so he just realized he's missing out on life. Oh yeah. Considering his health and yeah. all those type of things. Got paid the cost to be the boss. Fuck that. He get paid a lot. Yeah. Right? I would assume he's making at least six figures. I'm talking about legally and illegally. Huh? Can't take a bag of two point five. <laughs> He gets 150 from the uh, state, but he's probably getting 2.5 in grand total. I didn't say that. But, nah, but man, congratulations on a I'm good career. Yeah, you know, we gotta slow this nigga out. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like, who's next? Who's, who's next? They gonna bring back McCarthy? No. Yeah. No. Hell, yeah, he's That's not my man. I met him backstage at the, what is that? The fucking when jam, Winnie City Live. Man, we hit it off. I give everybody a fair chance because, and that's the. In my opinion, one of the benefits of not watching the news, you can meet a motherfucker and just take them at face value for what your experience yeah, working was yeah. versus, oh, I know you from the news, oh, I got a preconceived notion about you. I don't know this nigga. I don't know this nigga, Eddie Johnson. Fuck, fuck. I ain't gonna fuck cops, but there are great cops out there. But just do the right thing consistently, cops. <laughs> right, People. okay. Uh, moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, 
still sticking with Chicago. So I heard this discussion, and they were discussing how long should ex-mayors have security details. Right. So Mayor Daly's been out of office what eight years? About that deal. About that deal. He still has security details. He did it. All the fucked up shit he did. It's probably niggas itching to not just not like kill him, but like still off this nigga. Like if you saw Mayor Daly and just had the chance to just. Would, not you, but you don't think there's people out there that would do that? Run up on this nigga and just jam. I mean, I think if they ain't running up on Trump, yeah. maybe But Trump ain't moving like that. Trump is moving I with security and he'll need security the rest of his life. So, okay, so how long do you think an ex-mayor should have security detail? I think until they die. Because most mayors are not young, therefore they're on the tail end of their life. So what about Lori Lightfoot? That she's not she got old. the moles though. She got the moles on her side. So she always gonna be good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, but how can the city that's broke, that's 800 afford, million in debt, afford yeah. to pay that? But can it be a sliding scale? Like you get the top, top flight security at the beginning, but then you actually get day day and Craig towards the end, where it's like ah, you got a detail, but you don't really have the best security. Well, I know my cousin. Shout out to my cousin. He hey, does bro. do security for. Um, he was on now he's on. Uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I think that there's enough not stable, I ain't gonna call you crazy, but there's enough not stable people out there that if you are known like that, that you probably should have some type of protection. Same thing goes with athletes to a degree, and then it kind of slides the, the older you are. Like, Dr. J might not need a goddamn detail, no. but I saw Barkley the other you day. You think Michael Jordan's going to need detail? I, I would hope he understands that he does. Because even if I just wanted to get a name off, man, I stole that nigga Jordan. I punched that nigga Jordan. I shot that nigga Jordan for no reason. But just getting clout off another nigga's name is a real thing. Huh? Well, that would happen. Well, maybe it depends on where you at. So if you're hanging out in the city, you need some city detail. If you're not in the city, maybe you don't need it because people don't know you outside the city. Can we agree on that? Yeah. All right, so when at home, don't just roam. Get you a phone and call Jerome. You know what? Okay. No, we done. Show don't. I just think they should need the details, because they do a lot of seemingly fucked up shit. Even though it's the system, even though it's bigger than just the mayor, right. they negatively impact a lot of people that are potentially about their life. And I mean white people when I say that. Those, these are the people that we're going to want. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm talking about. Right, what else we got to do to So, do you like Buffalo Wild Wings? I love Buffalo Wild Wings. Let me tell you why. When I was in college down in Champaign, they used to have 10 cent wing night. And yes. that kept niggas fed. Because we was on campus, we not eating the best. You know, we got all those spikes or whatever. Once you move out of the mm-hmm. dorm, you don't have that luxury. Oh, you wait for Monday. Yeah. You wait. You covered Monday. Tense and Wednesday. Do you like it? Um, I've been there once or twice in Arizona. Okay. And it's all right. You know, nothing to write home about. Sidebar, I feel like I named it B-Dubs. Do you call it B-Dubs? Maybe, I call it anything because I don't even speak about it. Okay. But <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings, I feel like I came up with the nickname B Dubs and I hear everybody call that shit B Dubs. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, I'm going to Buffalo Wild Wings or BW3s. Call that shit B Dubs. What do they about Buffalo Wild Wings? What they do? So, a black family was eating mm-hmm. in Buffalo Wild Wings and the hostess came up to the dad, the man within this family, mm-hmm. and said, Excuse me, sir, what race are you? Oh. What? Like, like he would be like, what? Fuck. Well, listen, you. Well, we have our regular customers, and they don't want to sit by black people. So, can you all move? Wow, that's bold. That's 
very bugged. How did Jerome respond? Well, um, I don't think they moved. Right. Um, I think they... Called Saul. <laughs> oh, they, uh, yeah. <laughs> what are you even asking? Had issues. So what ended up happening was um, two managers were fired behind that. And that particular regular customer is now banned from all Buffalo Wild Wings. Worldwide. That nigga need Buffalo Wild Wings details. See? I don't. I don't get how race matters that much to anyone. I can hypothetically not fuck with a particular race. Yeah. But there's not gonna be a time where I'm like, yo, I'm gonna compromise my lifestyle or I'm gonna go out my way to inconvenience myself to show you how much I, I don't, don't like, like you. I might just think a negative thought and keep that shit moving <laughs> because it's not that deep. And, and I love all races because I, I, I don't look at race. I look at human race, you know that. Yeah. And I look at our individual uh, interactions. Mm -hmm. And if I don't know you, like, I have nothing to go off of. So I'm, until you give me something to go off of, huh? I also wanted to point out that you're light-skinned. I am a non-threatening Negro. <laughs> I will give myself that. But I think that I can only speak for my truth. I can't speak for the dark-skinned Negro. I can't speak for the white man and the white woman. Okay? This guy was very light. Okay. And I think that's why they the hostess asked, yeah. what race are you? Right. Um, but his wife wasn't. Right. And so they were there. She was very melanated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they were there for a birthday party. So the kids, everybody was just like. That's interesting, though, because I don't really see a lot of light-skinned dudes with dark-skinned chocolate sisters. I don't. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to say I do because my dad and my mom. Ah, so you see that. And, exactly. I, and because of that, I've always paid attention to it, and so I do tend so to So maybe I just don't notice it a lot. Yeah. I'll see a dark-skinned brother with a red bone all day. Yeah. I don't really see a chocolatey sister with a light-skinned dude. But, okay, so you'll see them, but they end up marrying the dark-skinned sister. Okay. Yeah, you know, they don't need that competition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a whole nother story. Well, we're protesting Buffalo Wild Wings, or? Well, I don't doing? go there, so I just think. That shit is 35-cent wing night now, so I don't go there either. <laughs> Inflation. <laughs> fuck, but, fuck me dubs. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's just crazy. And, like, people are bold enough to just be like, hey, I don't want to eat by him. Can you move him like this? But again, now you're banned and you, you got two people fired. Like, nigga, racism never wins, bro. Like, stop being racist and live your life, bro. Exactly. The racism is an inconvenience at this point. To all. What else going on in the news? So, this was also a conversation. She I was watching all. something. And, um, no, I was watching uh, later with Leon. Shout out, Leon Rogers. LR. What up, boy? Um, yeah, I was watching his show, and then they were having this conversation. So, you know, the holidays come around, and the people from Salvation Army with the bell. Donate to the little bucket, right? Mm -hmm. Most of us don't carry cash, so it's like, no, I don't have any cash. Can't, can't get it. Sorry. What if you can tap your phone <laughs> <laughs> and it takes the cash, you, you pick an amount, right? And it takes the dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, whatever you give it. Would you feel pressure to get it? Because now it's not no. Oh, I don't have any cash. Right. You have your phone, sir. Right, right, right. <laughs> One, my issue with that is if I get too close to the bucket and I'm not interested in giving, can it somehow pick my pocket? <laughs> right? Like, that's the thing. That is. That, what's it called? Radio frequency identification shit. Mm -hmm. is real. And that's been out. Um, the second thing is I would switch up my, 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 my curve. So right now it's, man, I ain't got no cash on me. Right? So now it's like, but we take, nah, I'm not in the position. <laughs> 
I'm in a rush. All things that are true, you know what I'm saying? I don't know where this money's actually going. You know what I'm saying? Like, I haven't seen these niggas have a holiday party or do anything with the money. So no, I'm actually good. I already gave. I already gave. Like, I just would switch up my curve. I'm not, I'm not donating to the Salvation Army. I'm not donating to Red Cross. I'm not donating to homeless people to ask. I donate to the people that sit there and wait for me to notice that they're suffering and me to seek them out and say, would you like some money? Do you? Yes. I don't, if you ask me for money, you're not getting it. My kids will give it to you, but I will If you're sitting there patiently waiting for somebody to bless you, I'll do that. If I feel moved. So not everybody will get it, but if I feel moved, I'll get it. Yeah. But I just don't trust. I've seen too many niggas. I've seen it today. I was getting off. I was getting off on Lakeshore. Going past the museum right there on 57, yeah. and right before you know you can do anything in the park, it's a, it's a stoplight. Yeah. Buddy ass was looking in the stoplight. I mean, he's at the stoplight, and he saw somebody ready to give and shuffling great stuff. And the look he was giving them, like nigga, hurry up with this change. Is he short? Short, had on he's the hat. Right. <laughs> hurry up with this change. He gets the change, and he looks so disappointed. Yeah. That I don't give him nothing. Man, get the fuck out of here, bro. Yeah. He's rude. He's very rude. And that's the type of shit I don't like. Somebody that's sitting there with no legs or legs, but folded under whatever, and they just look (laughs) helpless. That's the person that I'm trying to help. Yeah. That's the person I'm trying to help. But I will say this. (laughs) Watch what you wear, Chicago, because I was coming out of the spot. I was probably a little lit, feeling very philanthropic. Mm -hmm. And this young lady was sitting on, you know how, downtown, you know, they don't got just trees and and, and, and fucking uh, brushery. They got like a, a, a little iron rod, little black fence that encases right. a tree, right. encases a flower right, bed. Right. This lady was sitting on that shit, had on like all dingy brown garments and what. I was like, ah, oh. I'm walking with my man to the car. I said, hold on, bro, I gotta do this. Ma'am, here you go. God bless. She said, I am not homeless. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> You're in the position of a homeless person and you look disheveled. It was like, nigga, I just have on a card heart and who I'm the I was like, sorry, ma'am. My dollar, please. And went on about my business. So you gotta be careful. Because sometimes you just be sitting there and not want to smoke and smoke. I guess that about wraps us up for new news for all y'all new news on this week's episode of This, That, and the Third. Literally. segment on this week's episode of This, That, and Third, Miss Reese. So, we have to R.I.P. to John Witherspoon. Oh, Pops. Pops. Can we slow clap Pops out? Yeah. Interesting. You know him and Christopher Robinson from House Party and Baby's Kids? The dad from House Party and Baby's Kids. Ah, did I fuck it up? Christopher. Christopher Reed. Robin Harris. Robin Harris. Robin Harris. Robin Harris. I was thinking of Christopher Wallace. Robin Harris. <laughs> you know, you got Harris Bank. But both of their nicknames are Pops. Mm. They used to call Robin Harris Pops. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, and then they call Pops Pops. Pops yeah. Which is your Pops? If you had to pick a Pops, pick a Pops. John Witherspoon. John Witherspoon is Pops. Yeah. I think because maybe his life lasted longer. Well, I think that's when we, you know, I, I grew up on House Party, mm-hmm. right? But that was all I seen him yeah. in. I didn't grow up on any of his, of his other work. Yeah. But with John Witherspoon, it was it was Friday. It was uh, when he was in Hollywood Shuffle. Ah, Winky Dinky Dog. That was the first time I seen him. Boomerang. Boomerang. Yeah, the coordinates, right? Straight up. Um. Yeah. So I grew up on his. Sid the Wayans Brothers. 
That was a long running oh. ass show, and that was pop. And to be honest, that was the only thing we worked on. He made it did because <sighs> I got tired of <sighs> the antics. Yeah, Marlon, <laughs> we love you, bro. But, but we love you in doses. We love you in doses. Sean is more of a filler, and yeah. he always had that. Yeah. You know? Right. And then uh, D was funny. D's yeah. relationship uh, yeah. was funny. Who else they had on that show? They used to have like people hop in and Hopping out. Hop in and out. Yeah. yeah. TC. Oh, yeah, the little hustler. <laughs> the little friend, and the hustler. He was in uh, Media Man. He was goal. definitely in Media Man. He was in Media It was an all star cast in Media, Media Man. Man. Yeah. So, yeah, so I actually, um, it's so crazy because when he died, maybe, I want to say five days before I had watched him do an interview on the DLU show. Oh, really? So it was just like, I didn't know happened? when that was, but I did see that. And I saw him on Vlad TV. Yeah. Leading up to his death. Like, it was weird. Was, I was kind of watching shit about him right before he died. He too. was, like, healthy and, yeah. you know. Ah, healthy. I mean, he was doing well. He was old. Well. He was doing well. He, he was up there in age. He was up there in age, you can tell. Oh, nigga, yeah. he looking kind of old. Um, but he was doing well. Right. So, um, he was talking on the D.A.U. show. He was just talking about how, you know, he just liked to work. Mm-hmm. And he said he would never be poor again. He yeah. grew up poor. Right. He was poor. never going back to that. that shit. And um, so he was like, you know, for Friday, I think he said. They got five bands each. Yeah, he didn't even get a lot of money. But Friday did so much for, for his, his career. career. He didn't feel that old him anything. He exactly. just had to take that springboard exactly. and run with it. And so when I saw Ice Cube speak at his funeral, it was, and he, he apologized to him for not getting the next Friday going before. Mm-hmm. He passed. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then he was like, y'all called, he named the producers and the company, mm-hmm. the production company. that Just has, holding it up. Yeah, but yeah. he said he submitted two scripts and they didn't, yeah, they they didn't like it. Yeah. I'm like, well, shit, take that shit to Tyler Perry Studios. Man. Do it yourself. Do it yourself. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to shout him out because he, he is a, a staple, I think. And do we know what he passed from? Because 77 no. is an old age, necessarily. No, no, I haven't seen him. Unknown causes. Yeah. Well, more to come on that developing story, even though he's dead. Uh, what else going on in entertainment? Okay, so let's talk about Brian Brian. Brian Breezy! Are you a, are you a are you a witness yet? Because you wasn't fucking with LeBron last last season of the show. Let me, okay, so I like LeBron. Right. I don't dislike him. Okay. You know, I like all the other things he's doing. I'm just okay. not into the basketball competitive gotcha. things, right? So I first let's talk about his show, The Shop. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's so random. I really need a schedule, LeBron. Like, how often are you doing this? Yeah, and so on this new episode, he had the uh, California governor Gavin Newsom mm-hmm. sign into law on his show, right? The paying of the NCAA. Hey, that's low black work. Yeah. And that's a prime example of what you said that off the court. I mean, it's a peripheral of what he is known mm-hmm. for, but dog, using your platform to get a fair deal for these young people. He didn't even go to college. So it's not like he like, man, I felt bad when right. I was in college getting you. Know? He went straight from high school. Yeah. But he knows there's a problem. He and he's struggle. he knows the struggle. He identifies with that shit. He does something about it. The yeah. actual IQ like Kaepernick and Jay Z all rolled together. into one. And if you can get the governor on your show to sign into legislation a law. Mm-hmm. That's that big. That, that also put the target on his back, so I just wanted to be careful with that. Yeah, because recently he had caught some backlash, I heard. Uh, and again, I didn't research the story or nothing like that, but the way I heard it 
was that something was going on over in China with labor laws and whatever, whatever. Somebody in the uh, Rockets organization, maybe the GM or the president or something, spoke on it and was like, that's wrong, they shouldn't do that. LeBron came out and said, that's not his place to talk. And everybody was saying it's because his shoes are manufactured over there. He's saying, y'all don't fuck my money up, that's where my shit is manufactured. Let's lead China out of this. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But again, uh, just an example of, you know, he doesn't always get it right. But he is very vocal. He speaks up on things that he feels he has authority yeah, you know, to speak on. I'm look into that. Yeah, you have to because <laughs> people have told him before, or at least one person has been going, gone on the record and said, man, nigga, shut up and dribble, bro. Like, you're a basketball player. You have nothing to do with these social issues. So shut up and dribble. And he took offense to that and, he, you know, Walk yeah, back out, but he did kind of not end up on the right side of that particular conversation. It sounded like he got it right with this one. Yeah, and also, so we all know that he has a school, I Promise, right? Yeah. Well, he's expanding the I Promise project, which includes transitional housing for his at risk, as at risk students. Mm -hmm. What nice. he found was, um, and this is what he said, I'm quoting him initially, our work was focused on helping these kids earn an education, mm -hmm. but we found that it is impossible to help them learn if they're struggling to survive. Straight like that. So, um, a lot of the kids were coming to school. One kid um, came to school, he was a victim, he's a, uh, a victim of gun invasion. Mm -hmm. He watched his brother get shot and his cousin get shot and his cousin died. Mm -hmm. And so to have to go back to that house where mm -hmm. all that happened. Very traumatic. Right, and so he's really, he teamed up with some partners, uh, a group of investors, visit the school, like mm -hmm. the school, saw what he was doing, and they're collabing with him yeah. to, to rehab these, because it's more than just education reform, y'all. It's community development. It's youth development. It's yeah. elder development. It's the whole shifting of what it takes to have a community yeah. that's sustainable and thriving. Yeah. And I think that LeBron is taking positive steps in that direction. I don't know how that statement came out where it was like, well, uh, we learned in the course of our studies. Like, you could have asked the kids day one, like, what else do you need? Like, think of food, housing, <laughs> safety, a sense of purpose and belonging. Like, you don't have to let a year and two years go by to figure out, oh, yeah, they also need to eat. They also need room yeah, and board. But, but, I'm, not, I'm not dissing. I'm just no. saying, like, this has been an issue, and everybody that can do something about it seems to be so oblivious to this shit. Basic yeah. needs need to be met before you can ever self-actualize. Yeah. But, but it's like we do expect our celebrities to come through and rebuild their communities, right, in which they right. came from. You have Queen Latifah, who's redoing housing in New Jersey, yep, yep. right? You have, uh, I'm not sure this is true, but I heard Beyonce was doing stuff was down in, in Texas, okay. right? Um, it, it does take everybody, it takes a village. It does. Um, but, it's, but it's also not necessarily their jobs, right? Not, We're not, not gonna put it on them, but the fact that they are doing this is great and we appreciate it. And then even um, MJ, you know what I'm saying, who has been talked about left and right, top to bottom, about how voiceless he is and how he doesn't give back to the community. He just, you know, pimps us for his sneakers and shit like that. You know, he opened up some mental health clinics in like uh, Charlotte. Finally. Yeah, see, it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. <laughs> MJ, I'm fucking with it because mental health it, very matters. Prominent. it matters. It matters. Mental health matters. But it it took, and maybe he didn't know how to do those yeah. things or to get it. Or what platform? There's so many things that we need help with. Yeah. So, what issue do I get in on? And knowing, knowing, y'all niggas gonna talk shit anyway. Yeah. So let me at least do something that's true to me, and yeah, I'm gonna listen to this banter or not listen to it, whatever. Yeah. It's still gonna happen, and I don't give a fuck because I am convicted in this area of I need to be one. Yeah, yeah. So, 
And good job, LeBron. I ain't mean to deviate from it. I know you're chasing that goat, so you'll never catch it. But uh, y'all both doing great work, all right? What else is going on in entertainment this week? Uh, the Smiths, huh? the Red Table Talk. Yes, yes, yes. So, What's going on they recently had Alicia Keys on there. Alicia? I used to love Alicia Keys. I think I kind of lost track of my love for her during the whole Swiss Beast controversy. But, man, she put a move on my heart ever since she first came out with uh, I keep on yes. That shit was just different music at the time. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Shout out to these kids. So she was on there and she opened up about herself, her struggles. Um, and she talked about, remember that song, um, Like You Never See Me Again? That's one of her joints? Mm-hmm. I don't actually, unless I hear it. Uh oh. Ah, shit. I thought she was gearing up. <laughs> me, 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 me. Um, but the song, I'll play the song on the people. Okay. But the song is about her grandmother. You think, because um, it talks about the, uh, every time you hold me, hold me like it's your last time. Oh, that was good. It seems like you never see yeah. it about her grandmother. Oh. So all this time we thought it was about a guy, right? Yeah. So she sang a verse on the Red Table Talk. Like and it was about oh. her grandmother. Yeah. yeah, I remember that shit. That shit go hard. I definitely thought she was talking about a nigga. So I thought she was talking about Swiss. No. Oh, Swiss, Swiss. So she had the opportunity to, opportunity to take care of her grandmother before she passed. Uh, and so it was... She her, held her back. She was able to rehold her grandmother. Yeah. Child yeah, and, and, and she said it was hard for her because her grandmother was the strong woman who raised her and oh, pushed her. Shit. Yeah, and so that song, when she sang it, it just had a different meaning yeah. what she knew what it was know. about. Meaning, hey, the meaning of stories matters. And I was listening to somebody that went to a concert recently, but the concert performer was also a storyteller. So it wasn't just, I'm gonna go from track to track. Right. It was, I'm gonna tell you the background of this guy's mm-hmm. story, like a, a Jay-Z unplugged, a Kanye mm-hmm. unplugged. You actually know, like, wow, the song, right. it sounds like it's that type of vibe. Yeah, That's yeah. And so then they also asked her um, about the whole no makeup thing. Like, what made you do this? What I don't believe that, that shit. Let me tell you what she said. So she made a list of like all the things that pissed her off in the world mm-hmm. with her or whatever. And one of them was that when she wouldn't have on makeup, people would be like, oh, you look tired. You know how people say some bullshit. Yeah. Sick. Are you okay? Sick. Right. No, I'm This sorry. is my skin complexion. <laughs> what? So she was saying one day she walked past and looked herself in the uh, mirror and she didn't recognize herself. Mm, too glammed up. And she was like, I used to just do the most. Mm-hmm. She was like, I didn't even know what my own face looked like. Damn. And at that point, at that point, she was just like, I'm done with it. Change gonna come. I seen a picture. Beautiful skin. I seen a picture of Grant Hill and wow. Tamia, and I I couldn't tell if she had like just a badass, like in a good way, like somebody beat her face or if she had work done. But her face was so perfect. What's it called? Contoured and blah blah blah. Yeah. That it looked like she had plastic surgery. I'm like, Ugh, that's either a lot of makeup or she had work done. But Tania doesn't, doesn't need, need that it. shit. No. She's fine as hell on her own. I'll be back. Yeah, she's she fine as hell it. on her own. Yeah. So it's just kind of one of those. Ah, when when is it enough? And then I'm also peeping. I see a lot of women going natural. And I see the kinky, naturally curly, who I see them. And I see those that don't go that route and how they try to look like something other than a sister and they never achieve that shit. And then you see somebody that just naturally has, whether it's blonde, red, or black hair, and it's naturally straight or whatever. And it's just like, ah, that's what they were going for. 
that shit don't even look as sexy as the kinky, naturally curly, nigga, effortless hair. You know what? It, we, we, it's too much, right? Pretty the, much. The weaves and they down to your butt and they thin. It's like, girl, what you want? You want to work at yeah. CBS? Or you want, like, you don't yeah. even need all it's of that. Then the eyelashes. Oh, why stop? Listen. <laughs> I thought a motherfucker had a spider infestation in the crib because everywhere I went, I'm oh shit, that's an eyelash. <laughs> oh shit, that's an eyelash. I'm thinking these shits is spiders, dog. They're everywhere in the crib. I'm like, how many pairs of eyelashes do you have, man? You about to just pull them off the top. Dog, you these shits? Like, pick your eyebrows up. I mean, put your eyelashes up. That's it. When did that become a wave? When did, when did you need Betty Boop ass eyelashes? <laughs> I would say, I think all this stuff started to happen like mid-2000s. Where the fuck was I, dog? Because it feels like it happened seven. yesterday. Yeah, I'm just like, just... like, you ever seen somebody that's all made up, who had the band, and their eyelashes is not already attached? Yeah. And you like trying to get that, blink that bitch back on and, yeah. you know, ugh. Oh, I've seen them with the glue or the lid. <sighs> you know, the first time I, I thought about fake eyelashes, there was an episode of The Cosby Show. And this was when everybody was grown. Yep. And Rudy was like the star of the show. And she had went out and I think she met, was it Flex Alexander? Or yeah, maybe a special ed, special ed. He like, yo, you got a spider on your face. Yep. He was like, oh, that's an eyelash. Like, I was like, Rudy had fake eyelashes? Yep. And I thought nothing of it. And that was shit, the probably 90s or 80s. I don't know when the fuck that was. Well, but yeah, that shit is like a bogus ass trend, ladies. Like. I, are y'all doing that for y'all? Because I don't know any niggas that's like, ah, your eyelashes ain't on shit. I'm not fucking with you. I don't know who they're doing, doing that for. for. Because the hair thing, I think it was, it was for the guys. Okay. Because they feel like all the video Standards girls beauty, yeah. look a certain way, right? Long hair, Brazilian, right? And so I just think all of that, the makeup, the eyelashes, they just feel like they have to be somebody else. Yeah. You really need to be your damn self. You do. I seen this girl, last point on this, I seen this girl in the gym recently, and when I tell you, she walked in the gym and shut that bitch down. <laughs> she looked like she could have been a Kardashian. She wasn't um, super big, super little, but her portions was just like, yo, big ass titties, like nice C cups. Mm -hmm. uh, small waist, had her stomach out, you know, so she didn't work on clothes. Yeah. And when I tell you her ass just looked like it came from heaven. But it was like, obviously fake. Obviously fake. This doesn't even look how God makes asses. You know what I'm saying? Even on mm -hmm. women that have great asses. So it's kind of like, okay, now you in here with a fake ass and everybody's gawking. Everybody's stopping their workout. She's stopping traffic in this motherfucking gym. But if I had ever hit a chick with a fake ass, I probably would have a different perspective. Like, you don't even want to experience that shit because it's not the same. It doesn't bounce, it doesn't what, man. It doesn't do what asses should do when the, right. the, the whole right. point of having a fat ass is so that during sex, right. it's just crazy good. <laughs> but if the fake ass looks good and doesn't perform well, you know? So it's just one of those Let things. Let me show a review on that. <sighs> Look that up, man. If there's any volunteers out there that like to do a social experiment, <laughs> It's your boy. So, um, back to 
but it was just basically like she just talked about her journey you know we tend to look at her and think she's always happy mm -hmm. think everything's great she's mm -hmm. not she goes through the same shit that everybody else goes through and um basically jada said something that was really profound she was like you had to live through who you were to get to who you are mm -hmm. you know and so she it was really good she you have to take it check it out well, yeah she does she also had an uh, expert on narcissists right that's a thing there's a lot of narcissists in the world right. and then she, how are we defining narcissism people who like well they're different types but just people who is everything is about them they're wrapped up into their own world um, they need validation they're always right they're manipulative um it can get dangerous controlling possessive all the kind of stuff and i'm asking because i've been called narcissistic but i was always Me like too. i was like thank you no. No, it's not a compliment. I, I don't know. No. It's not like babies are narcissists. Babies just meet those molds. Fit we molds. may have traits, but we're not narcissists. Yeah. yeah, narcissistic traits. I'll take that. Yeah. And Everybody then she um, recently just had Demi Moore on there with her daughter. I used to love Demi Moore. G.I. Jane, so, Indecent Proposal. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Would you She's let a right. nigga, would you let a nigga buy you? For a million dollars for one night, anything goes. Let's roll. Yes. Yeah. Slow now. Yes. Yeah. You're already first. Get your money up. Get your money up. We're gonna have an auction. <laughs> nah, what's up with Demi though? She was on there. Yeah, and so she was talking about. I didn't know she had like relapse um, alcohol after uh, Ashton Kutcher cheated on her, yeah, he, yeah. and he said he didn't want to work it out anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she kind of had a downward spiral, and her daughters stopped talking to her for three years. I couldn't imagine that. These are their kids together, or her and Bruce's her kids. Bruce's kids. Does she have kids with Ashton? No, okay. she actually tried. She um, miscarried at six months. And so, yeah, that, that was, that was a tough love situation. I, I applaud um, Bruce Willis for just being a grown ass Ooh. man in that house. Like, they used to go places as a mixed family. family. Yeah. Like, that shit was deep because uh, I was listening to, it wasn't a podcast, but something on YouTube. And it was talking about, um, in this particular segment, it was talking about divorce. Mm -hmm. And it said divorce is the worst form of death because you relive the death experience every time you see the person you got divorced from and it's resurrected when you see them. It's like the never-ending divorce. I mean, the never-ending death experience. At least when you die, you're dead, it's over with. But when you die in a relationship like that, you continuously die over and over every time you see them. So that was interesting. And like I said, Bruce Willis, I'm not saying he never made any mistakes in that process, but he really swallowed, grinned, and bared it by showing up with this young Thundercat who's fresh on the scene, making millions of dollars, fucking your ex-wife, raising, co-parenting your children, and you're on your way out of your career, and Fucking, I shit. It's all a young, young wife. I'm not saying he doesn't, but it's not about like sometimes it's not about who you have, it's who they have. <laughs> Let's be a hundred. Let's be a hundred. When you don't uh, work out with somebody, you be wanting the person that happens after you, after you to be worse than you. And Ashton Kutcher, in that particular regard, might have seemed like an upgrade. His motherfucking career was going this way. He's young, yeah. Thundercat. He got the whole little you know looks going for him. Yeah. Like, that's tough for an old aging action hero who used to be the man. Bruce Willis was the fucking man. He was. He was. So, that's commendable then. Mm -hmm. Okay. Perspective. Y'all you know. check out Red Table Talk, though. Yeah, yeah, do that. Um, okay, so I did finally watch. 
Now, I mean, granted, what is a granted the words, right? He didn't have to say all that, but just the idea of a dad going to the gynecologist with his daughter, I personally don't think anything is wrong with that. Right. I think he should be involved. I think it only helps uh, the relationship with him and his daughter grow and build. Mm -hmm. And I just don't see why everybody's upset about it. Yeah, I mean, I did hear an opinion that said it kind of makes it feel like he thinks he has ownership over his daughter's body. It's very, uh, you know, monolithic. His daughter to lose their virginity, right? None. 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 So the fact that she's still a virgin and she's 18, that's that's a pretty proud accomplishment no, for no. T.I. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look whose daughter she is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She could be out here thotting it. And that's what I think a lot of people were, well, not a lot of people, the person that, who opinion on her was very adamant about the fact that he's not necessarily the most upstanding when it comes to, you know, being um, uh, monogamous right. or, you know, just having good sexual relationships as, you know, the Bible would say was a good sexual relationship to earth. We rooting this nigga on, but everybody else is kind of like, eh, maybe you're not the best, like maybe you're trying to overcompensate for the type of sin that you've been involved in. You right, know right. So I think that, like, that's why he's proud of it, and I think he should be. I don't mm -hmm. think there's anything wrong with that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with his position, because I think that us as fathers always want our girls to stay pure and wholesome and stuff like that. Um, it sounds like since 16, 17, 18, the hymen is still intact, but just from a scientific perspective, I've heard, I don't know these things to be factual or unfactual, but I have heard that, um, I have heard that you can um, have your hymen not intact without having sex. Like some trauma to that area, like ah, oh, bike accident. Well, and that's what the case is. You don't ride no horses, she don't ride no bikes. Yeah, yeah, so she has no bike. reason so to. Right, so he's already accounted for those things. Yeah, so I, I don't know, man. This is interesting. Shouts out to her, not him, but shouts out to her for keeping her hymen intact. <laughs> I think more of you young um, ladies should keep your hymen intact yeah. because you can always have sex, but you can never unhave sex. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing. And I think, yeah, we all, and especially young men, I mean, it's not, it's a double standard, but it's not as pressed upon us to be like, yo, wait. And I'm not saying until marriage, but just wait till maturity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Wait until you know what sex actually is versus my friends is fucking or saying they fucking, and so I want to make sure I'm fucking, and then you end up fucking something that, ugh. Or you end up having a baby for something that, ugh. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to her for just keeping it pure yeah. for 18 straight years. Right? And I think that about wraps us up for this week's segment of entertainment on this and the third. And now for our favorite topic on this and the third, and that's none other than relationships. So what's topping off our relationship news this week, Miss Reese? Alright. Hashtag DC. ABC. My girlfriend has had a key to my place for over six months. Mm -mm. And she pretty much comes and goes as she pleases. Now she is suggesting that we move in together. I haven't answered her, but I but am I wrong because I don't want this? Also, how do I tell her in a way that keeps everything cool in our relationship? Mm. Mm. So she comes and goes as she pleases. She has free access. Mm -hmm. Sounds like she has her own spot and you have your own spot. I don't know y'all niggas like that, so I'm not going to say yay or nay to should y'all move in or shouldn't y'all move in, but what I will say is this. If y'all move in, you break your lease, she breaks her lease, and y'all get a place that's in both of y'all name together. 
What y'all should not do is you move in with her or vice versa. She moves in with you because that will never be y'all spot. It can only lead to conflict and turmoil. Now, that's my only suggestion there. Um, the fact that you trust her enough with a key, the fact that it's, it's six months has been going well, she hasn't caught you doing nothing or you aren't doing anything to be caught doing, then uh, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. So y'all might be ready, but you definitely do not want to be moving in with somebody or having somebody move in with you because it will never be y'all spot. Right. That's my only advice. I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. But... <laughs> if you're not ready, since you're asking this question, and you're not ready, and you feel like, oh, but how do I break it to her easy, and blah, 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 honesty is the best policy. Yeah. Baby, it's going well. You got free reign to come over here. I got free reign to go over there. If it's a rent thing, uh, we can consolidate bills. We can do this. Y'all either need to cut your costs or make more money, and then you won't have uh, money problems either. But uh, be open and honest, and it sounds like you're able to do that just on how your lifestyle seems to be set up. So why stop now? You're already open and honest by giving her key and free access to your crib. Give her free access to your thought process and why you don't think that now is necessarily the right time. So yeah. that's it. That's good. I don't even answer. Hashtag Dear BC. Mm -hmm. My ex is gloating and posting pictures of his new girlfriend on social media. My big bad. My big boo. He never did this over me. <laughs> we have a lot of friends in common. Is this just to get under my skin? What's that? I was thinking about this, and I saw somebody comment and say, "Hey, you probably ugly." Oh. Oh. And that was the thought. That right, right, like, well, maybe visually he just didn't see it, but I do. I do feel like. Men know, right? What they say, you know when you know, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe he knows with this one. Right. Right? It's a different vibe. Right, completely different vibe. And maybe you were just the transition period. Mm -hmm. And that's okay, right? Yeah. We all are a transition for somebody. For somebody. At some point. At some point. And that's okay. It's fine. Um, or he could just be being petty. Right. Right? And just trying to say, F you be. It's more likely that. <laughs> we don't know though. I got this one right here. Right. So either way, I think you shouldn't let that bother you right. and you should step your game up. I think they do anything for clout. And I think because niggas do anything for clout, he's probably not that a boo-booing in this situation. One, yo, this girl probably looks better than you and probably is a, in his opinion or experience, a better person than you. Because mm -hmm. when you said you probably ugly, that was just mean physically. Like you might oh, be yeah. bad, but you a nasty individual. Yeah. And don't nobody wanna, you be know, probably be like, man, nah, until I get the right angle, don't be posting shit, like take five pictures. Like dudes ain't with all that. I would rather not post you <laughs> and you handle your social media, I handle mine, and bing bing, we're good here. Uh, so he probably feels like he upgraded and he's ready to, you know, show that shit show off. Yeah. Um I also took the approach of you never know the age of the relationships. If he was fucking with you for ten years, and he just got out of a relationship with you, and now this new one he's in, social media has changed over the past 10 right. years. Maybe y'all, that wasn't y'all norm. Yeah, so now that a new platform comes out, y'all not just gonna necessarily start posting each other. You're right. like, we haven't been doing that yeah. when it was yeah. Black Planet. Now why would we do that for Facebook? Now why would we do that for Instagram? We're not doing that. That's not what we do. And that's okay if that's y'all understanding. Some relationships are way better off when you have that understanding of we don't post each other on social media. Yeah. That shit can work in your advantage because now you don't have people in your, your business, business and throwing shade and 
fake compliments and whatever the fuck. And then you got to monitor the likes and the comments. It's a lot. Though. I agree, but I do think every girl, woman, at some point wants to be on their man's social media. Whether yeah, it's one not perfect, I've well, heard that, but it, it doesn't, doesn't solve anything. Yeah, it doesn't solve anything. It I, I saw this chick go through it when she was like, man, this nigga don't post me. I'm always posting him. He never posts me. Who are you been? This nigga embarrassed. This nigga trying to front his move. This nigga da-da-da. And the first time he ever posted them was on his wedding night. Their, their wedding ceremony. Like, bitch, you won. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Better time to introduce you to my friends, family, and followers than on the day that we became one. <laughs> Can you demonstrate patience, please? Because what you don't want to happen is post that whole, you know, process, and I've seen chicks do this, post that whole process of, oh, we met, oh, we dated, oh, we engaged, oh, we married, oh, I found Christ. Nigga, you got divorced. Y'all, something went wrong, and now you don't want to post that part. So why the fuck are you posting all the other shit unless you're going to post the whole story? I think it's dope for y'all to wait until y'all are post-worthy. And that's subjective, depending on the dude, depending on the girl, depending so, on the relationship. What are they post-worthy, Calvin? You yes. don't post people on your social media. Listen, <laughs> listen, I do post people on my social media Not that are post-worthy, right? I post people on my social media that are post-worthy, and that's my family, my friends, my partners, my associates, the people that will fuck shit up and I still won't be disappointed by them because I understand that's how we rock. Mm -hmm. You're imperfect, I'm imperfect, we're imperfect in this together. Mm -hmm. But what I'm not going to do is put on a fake ass facade that I can't keep up because I might not want to post frequently. If you look, if anybody looks at my page, not saying y'all do, but if anybody looks at my page, I'll go crazy on Instagram. And then you won't hear from me for yeah. months. <laughs> if that's not okay, and you ain't posted me in a while, I haven't posted me in a while, bitch, shut up. Like, I'm not finna worry about you and me, me and you, so I don't do that. I don't set myself up for failure. We have great times together. Right. We have great pictures and experiences with the band that y'all motherfuckers will never see, because it's not for y'all, okay? Okay. And we're happy all the more because of that. Okay. And you have no idea who the fuck I'm talking about. Because my strategy works. Exactly. Continue to live your best life. And I will continue to do the same. Next question. Woo. Hashtag Dear DC. Huh? I've been dating this new guy for three weeks. Hmm? My single girlfriend just brought it to my attention that he never sees me during the weekends. Okay. Is she low-key hating or do I need to call him out on this? Now, when I saw this question, I read through the comments, and one lady was like, now she's not hating, because he could have another girl on the weekend. That could be her days, you know? So maybe you just want to ask and see, or maybe he working. Like, mm -hmm. what his schedule is like, and why you all don't see each other on the weekend. Right, right. Y'all wouldn't assume the worst, but the fact that you are assuming the worst lets me know that you're not on shit. Because that insecurity of, I'm going to default to this nigga ain't on shit, versus he could be in a competitive softball league. This nigga may love to bowl. He might be at church on Sunday. That's half the weekend. You know what I'm saying? Friday, he might go to a happy hour and call it one. Nigga, Saturday? Huh, who knows? You know what I'm saying? That's college football oh, all I thought night. maybe he had his kids on the weekend. And Children may be involved. You can't really meet them yet. Three weeks is not a long time. time. And that's what I think people need to understand is that 
you know, 15 years is not a long time in the grand scheme of a lifetime, right? You know what I'm saying? It could be like, no, I was at the job for 15 years, but that job don't define you because, nigga, you're 85. So right. the majority of your life wasn't at that job. That was a point at a time, but relationships are the same way, in my opinion. So three weeks ain't shit. Yeah, no, and then no. it's like, okay, how many times are you seeing somebody in the course of three weeks? Even if it's not weekends included. So that's only fucking 15 days max. And we've probably only seen each other a third of the days max. Five days I've seen you and you need to know my weekend whereabouts? Bitch, where? You don't need to know my weekend whereabouts. And I'm not asking yours. Now, it's totally different. It's totally different if he's asking, what you doing this weekend? Da 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 blah, blah, blah. And then he doesn't see But if he's not concerned about your weekend <laughs> whereabouts, you should not be concerned about his. If you really want to check, Try to set something up for some weekends. And, and he, see if he responds. It'll let you know. Yes, no, maybe so. I got a conflict. This weekend ain't good, but two weekends from now is. And go from there. And bro. then just ask. Just what are you doing your weekends? Why, why are you asking your girl. single girl? She's single for a reason. <laughs> She's with him on the weekends. <laughs> and they're a couple. God damn it. I, I just, I don't understand. Why people don't get that single part? I was, again, same uh, thing I was listening to. They talking about how important it is during those single spells in your life to get familiar with yourself, to yeah. fucking date yourself. Yeah. I went to the That's show. I went to the show Tuesday. Five out of Tuesday. Can't miss. Can't miss. And saw JoJo Rabbit. Right. What the fuck is JoJo Rabbit? Right. JoJo Rabbit is a satirical comedy about the Holocaust. Told from the perspective of a young boy that's aspiring to be a Nazi during the tail end of okay. that whole war okay. when everybody but this young man knew that Germany ain't finna win this motherfucker. Yeah. But he's high Hitler, high Hitler, high Hitler, and everybody else now like, ah, I'm gonna tuck mine in. But he's so devoted, he's what, so it's his perspective. And when I tell you, I go into the movie theater, this was weird. I go into the movie theater and bought a single ticket. But I thought I bought a single ticket, you know, pick the one in green. I thought I bought a single ticket that didn't have any seats sold next to it. So I pick a ticket, I go in there, grab my little beer, go to the thing, two seats occupied, open seat, two seats occupied. I'm like, man, that's my seat. It's four coats in this goddamn seat. So apparently this couple threw they shit in there. These two women threw they shit in there like, ain't nobody finna sit here. I said, y'all, this is my seat. <laughs> so then they move they shit begrudgingly like I'm bogus. I'm like, okay. <laughs> then I sit down and the lady was kind of slow picking up, you know, is it handing it slow but, and I was like, I'm hurry the fuck up, man. I'm impatient. You know what I'm saying? I didn't say that, but I'm thinking about like, it. Well, you know me, I'm cool, I'm cool. <laughs> but I'm thinking, I'm like, hurry the fuck up, you ain't convincing me. So she's picking up her shit all slow and I'm thinking she got an attitude. I sit down, I look, two wheelchairs. I think these women were handicapped. She was kind of, you know, doing the best she could to get her shit, but she was disabled. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like she was being a jerk. Or right. like that. And then the couple, they were sitting there sprawled out with the band. I hear the dude. I heard him off top. Boy, Swiss seats. Talking to his girl. Like, you don't, you don't sit next to the dude. I don't take no offense to that because if I'm at the show and this um, boy, girl, I mean, it's a couple, and blah, yeah. blah, I'm sitting next to the girl. And you know what I'm saying? If it's my girl, and a girl, I'ma ask her, hey, you wanna switch seats? So he could have meant just like that. Do you feel comfortable sitting next to the dude? Not, yeah. do you wanna move away from the nigga? But kind of more so, do you wanna sit boy, girl, boy, girl? Or do you cool how you sitting on the block? And they kind of did they little boot up thing, with a little arm rest and had a good time. That's just the backstory. Nevertheless, I'm just giving you the fact that I went to the show by myself. Yeah. And I'm able to just be this weird ass, hooded up, black dude amongst 
all these other people that would come see this type of movie. Right. Can remember the type of movie I'm saying. So this isn't our crowd. This isn't right. that. Right. Now think about it. Yeah. And I'm just in there watching the movie. They're cracking up at shit that is totally not funny to me. Totally not funny to me. And I'm laughing at shit that's totally not funny to them. To them. But it was like I didn't need anybody else there with me for that experience. That experience was for me, mm-hmm. as opposed to. You gotta go to the show with somebody. You gotta go to dinner with somebody. You gotta always be somewhere. You gotta always do something. You gotta take this single shit seriously and know your likes or dislikes and know that they're willing to change. With that so far shit that I've been hosting, I'm realizing, nigga, I don't even know what type of music I like. I like all that shit. Yeah. But if you never give your chance, I don't take nobody with me to these so far events. I go, I experience that shit, and I I learn myself. And now, when I do come up on that badass shit, she ain't gonna be nothing like what nobody would expect me to be with. They're gonna be like, nigga, I didn't even know you fucked with this. Nigga, I didn't know. Well, see, that's crazy because you I. You gotta fight, figure yourself out. I like so far, and it just reminds me a little bit of Iowa. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, this is nice. I just kind of went back to my old ways. Yeah. So yeah, enjoy yourself, be happy with yourself first. Stop asking your single friends for any type of relationship yeah. advice. Ask them about single advice, but don't ask them about couples advice at all. But I think that about wraps us up for another dope episode of This, That, and the Third. Literally, yeah. we thank y'all for tuning in and turning up. Be sure to tell a friend, tell a friend that you can check us out on all social media platforms by searching This, That, and the Third with the third spell I-I-I, like Roman numeral three. Once again, it's been a pleasure serving as your host. It's your boy, Calvin Leroy King, the third. I love the co-hosts with the most of this recent the one and only. And we are the Undisputed King and Queen Chicago Podcast. Check, Check us out. out.